Welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. As today, we couldn't be more proud to bring an interview with Mr. Bill Long, who has no- most notably been elected into six different Hall of Fames as a player, a coach, and as a referee. During high school and college, Mr. Long was a football track and lacrosse star and set numerous records. After graduating from Ohio Wesleyan University, Mr. Long was a basketball and football coach for both the Pennington School and the Hunt School of Princeton before becoming a dean of students at the Hunt School. He retired in 2013. Mr. Long, we are super excited to have you on the show today, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, um, like Arch talked about, you were inducted into, or has you have been inducted into six Hall of Fames, and I'll just state the record right now. We've never interviewed somebody with that many Hall of Fame inductions, so talk to us about each of those, how those came about. Well, Sterling High, I played on, a, it's interesting, I played on an undefeated team my junior year, where I was one of the few juniors playing, and it was a bunch of seniors. Wow. And my senior year, I was all South Jersey in football and all Olympic conference. I had played um, baseball up through my junior year. We won the group three baseball championship as a junior, and I, but I knew I wanted to play football in college, so I switched the track, and I ran the quarter mile and I was very lucky in that one year I won the Ohio Conference uh, championship as a yeah. runner oh my goodness in college it was the same deal when I was a junior with a team that was filled with seniors playing and I was one of the few juniors the quarterback was a junior um, we were also undefeated so I've been very lucky yeah, and like that that was kind of leading into our next question actually. Um you were obviously an elite and elite football and lacrosse player um even in high school and you talked about being part of those undefeated teams. Um what were the some of the things that made you stay on the field all the time or some of the things that separated you from the other guys on your team even though they were older? Well, it's, I'll just tell a quick aside about being older. When I I was lucky to start as a freshman and I was a young freshman so wow. I was well 17 years old until January. So I'm in the huddle and next to me is a 26 year old Vietnam vet. Wow. And I said to myself, the, 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 it's a Canyon of maturity between the two of us, but he was great to me. Um, so I was, I was lucky. I was very lucky. And as an athlete, I mean, you talked about it. You won numerous competitions for track. You talked about you being on the baseball team, the basketball team, uh, and then football and lacrosse. So what was what was your work ethic like? What were you like? Uh, how did you stay at the top of your game? Well, first of all, I, I actually wrote this down. My father was a big influence. He was from Shamokin, Pennsylvania, which is up in coal country, and his father never encouraged him to play sports and he decided with his two sons that he was going to encourage them and he was great he, uh, if I made a mistake he never was critical he was always supportive and in 1965 I got the outstanding senior athlete award at Sterling and in 1968 my brother got it so I think that says a little bit about my dad the one year I ran track in high school, I had a coach, Tony Sip, who taught me to push through barriers. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but he's 84 years old now, and I still keep in touch with him. But he made a profound influence on how I approached 
athletics and that's the way I coached it too. If you talk to players who played for me, it was very difficult, uh, the practices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they responded. They were great. And talking about your time as a coach and your experience as a coach and a dean, what makes good high school athletes and which players of yours that you coached really emulated these qualities that you think were really important? Well, up until around 1990, there were, I coached a lot of good athletes, both at Pennington and Hun, and I was the dean of students in 91. But in the early 90s, that I became friends with a Naval Academy lacrosse coach. And anytime he had a lacrosse player that played football, he would send them to Hun. And that just made such a difference in the program when you have the best one of the best athletes is also a great person and a hard worker and just a role model. And it was quite astounding. <laughs> That's awesome. And I want to go back to what you said a little bit earlier about your dad being a role model. Um, and then obviously you talked about you and your brother both being stellar athletes. Um, what was that competition like between both of you? I know I the only reason I ask this is because both Arsh and I growing up did the same thing. We were my dad brought us up playing all different kinds of sports. And I'm being serious when I say we probably touched almost every single piece of sports equipment that has ever existed. So we always competed against each other. We have the same role models. So I was wondering what that dynamic was like between you two. And then who were some of the role models that you guys looked up to growing up? We were very competitive in everything, whether it was wiffle ball or uh, we broke every shingle on the house with hard balls. <laughs> we had a basket in the uh, driveway, which it, for a while there was glass panes on the door and we broke every pane. So my parents got smart and made them all wood, but we <laughs> just played against each other and it was competitive. We, <laughs> I can remember in 1962, we were playing on New Year's Eve, we were playing basketball. We had a trash can hooked up to the wall there, and we're playing basketball inside. That's awesome. Yeah, I know Arsh and I have done similar things, and I not nothing to that extent, but I know all that we had um, the what is it called the basketball like hook on to the door like the mini hoops, and every time we'd take that off, the whole door would be scratched like there'd be dents right. everywhere. And my brother, I remember one time I was just, I was posting him up in the paint and he just got, he hit the doorknob and oh my God, it was a whole scene, but it's the same kind of thing, the same kind of competitiveness, which is awesome. Um, and I'm sure that translated to your coaching career as well. Um, when you were coaching both at Pennington and at Hunt, like you talked about earlier, um, what were the, some of the things that you did as a coach to help your athletes get to the collegiate level, help them get recruited um, throughout your time being one of those coaches? I, I always felt it was part of my mission to help somebody who wanted to play college football find a school. What happened, I don't know if I said it in the uh, notes, but in 19, I went, I was at Cherry Hill East, then I went and got a master's at Penn State. And I got hired in the Pennington in the admissions um, department, and I did not like that. In the middle of the year, the athletic director, and I was 24, the athletic director and football coach got fired. And they interviewed every high school coach in Mercer County, but the pay was so low, nobody wanted to do it. So the headmaster called me in and said, would you want to do it? And I said, yes, I would. So I became a head coach, at head football and basketball coach at 24. And I kind of learned on the job. I was lucky I had really good athletes, particularly in football. 
and uh, I did. They did well despite me. I think now there, and even like five years ago, there's been a big emphasis on recruiting as it's become like a really big thing. Now there's things like NIL and social media. So what do you think about recruiting now versus, I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of different types of recruiting when you got recruited to college, when your players got recruited, and even now when recruiting keeps evolving and keeps getting harder, what are some of the differences that you see there? Well, Number one, I think if, if the school is making tremendous money in the sport, the athletes should get some of the money. Um, yeah. I also have mixed feelings on the portal. Um, part of it is, like, I'm a Villanova basketball fan. They have four guys I never heard of before um, playing for them. But at the same time, you know, can you say to somebody, you, know, you can't leave here, you have to stay or you have to sit out. So I can see both sides of the issue. I think the biggest change in sports, and maybe this isn't what you asked me, is now there, when I started coaching in 1971, there were many, many three-sport athletes. Now that's very unusual. Yeah. Like everything else, I believe it's a result of money, that these you know, off-season AAU programs, and my daughter was the captain of – both my daughters were captain of – Huns field hockey team and people, you know, which Marcy was really good. And they said, you know, we, we'd like to send you with this team to England and it's going to cost you $10,000. It's they're making money on it. So kind of made it. So you don't have, I think up until through high school, you should play different sports. You'll see different coaching styles. You'll meet different people and have a better experience rather than, um, just playing one. I can remember in the late, like 1990, on Christmas Eve, I went over to the gym and I shot baskets. And in the gym, this is Christmas Eve, were these five-year-old girls playing soccer. And I wow. said to the, I shouldn't have said it to the guy, but I said to him, you know, what are you doing? It's Christmas Eve. He said, well, they don't have to come. And I said, yeah, but if they don't, they, they feel like they fall behind. So it's become an all-year-round thing. And it's not just basketball or soccer. It's, uh, you know, lacrosse and, uh, you know, all sports, football. Yeah, that is true. And you talked about the transfer portal earlier. Arsh and I actually had a whole conversation about this on one of our earlier podcast episodes about how committing to a school really is very different than what it used to be. Um, but I know as a coach, you've had some incredible memories. So take us back to some of the most legendary memories or some of the things that when you take a trip down memory lane, they just stick out to you. What are some of those moments? Well, we had three undefeated teams at Pennington and two at Hun. So I feel very fortunate of the 25 years out of the head coach that we had five uh, undefeated teams. When I left Pennington in 1986, Pennington had the longest football winning streak in New Jersey. And going into 1992, Hun had the longest winning streak at 23. Wow. Um, one of the things that's been wonderful for me is I, I, I'm just on Facebook because when I was dean of students, I wanted to see if there was any funny business uh, <laughs> going on. And what has happened is I've reconnected with scores of ex-players and um, like Super Bowl Sunday for the fourth time, a group of Hun players came down for lunch in Egg Harbor Township here with me. 
it means a lot. It means a lot. Yeah, and as as sports are constantly evolving, um, there there's a lot of change both in the actual sport, but then also with the athletes and then the coaches as well, and the different tactics being used. Um, so from your experience playing both football, lacrosse, track, baseball, whatever, until now and being a coach or up until recently being a coach, what are some of the changes you noticed in attributes of your athletes? Like what are they prioritizing? What are they becoming more talented at that they were not or that they have lessened than when you were a player? They're definitely more talented with training techniques and um, diets and so on. They're, they're better athletes, but I, I was a lacrosse official for, 45 years and when I retired I was 70 years old in 19 uh, 2020 I wrote a bunch of my friends and I said you know it's really changed where when I started out in 1975 it was very unusual to have a coach that yelled or a parent that yelled or players that yelled it got worse and worse over the years now they can't get people to be officials nobody wants to do it you were inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, as an official for lacrosse, like you were just talking about. You ended up getting inducted into the Hall of Fame for that as well for New Jersey. So how did that kind of come about? And also, what made you want to go into officiating for lacrosse? <laughs> okay. Um, it, it was I was the football and basketball coach at Pennington, and we would play football from the end of August to – the middle of uh, November, then play basketball from the uh, November right through Christmas. We would have scrimmages at Thanksgiving and Christmas tournaments at Christmas, and that would go until March. And I did that for three years, and I would get depressed because I was going so fast and so busy, and all of a sudden everything would stop. So I had a friend at Princeton Day School who was a, an official. In fact, he would coach with me at Pennington. Great guy, um, Jim Walker. And he said, why don't you try the uh, officiating? So I went up 10 times to Kane College up there in whatever town that is and became an official. So, Wow, that's an what, interesting story. It, what happened, I was pretty good at it. And the assigner, anytime – Often when there was a big game, they would have me do it. Wow, that's awesome. Early on, I was going to Montclair and uh, Ridgewood and all these other places. As I got older, I limited how far I would go, mainly because of my job as dean of students. I couldn't leave at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And then, obviously, as a coach, you've – you coached for a long time. What are some of the best athletes or the most notable athletes that you coached that turned out to be absolute stars or even coached against? Like what are some of the most, what are some of the most memorable athletes you remember um, being with around the sport during your time as a coach? Well, the best athlete I ever coached was Jerry Yuri at Pennington. He's just retired as a football coach there. Wow. But he, he, you know, you see all these great high school athletes, but what do you, what do they do after high school? He was a, a all American in college at Wyoming. Wow. He w- he tried out for the Giants, but he's he was only like, he's only like five seven, so he had, did not make that. And he's done a marvelous job there as a football coach at Pennington for thirty one years. And I had him in football and basketball. His junior and senior year, he rushed for over. A thousand yards in basketball, he scored over a thousand points. 
Whoa. And in baseball, he, I didn't coach him, but he hit 450. He was a tremendous athlete. Wow. Uh, I had some great athletes at Hunt. Todd Coyer was a great quarterback. He uh, was 8-1 and one as a sophomore in 19. 19- 89 and then 9 and 0 in 1990 and 1991. Uh, and he's not that big. He's only like 5'8, but he was a tremendous athlete. Um, co- coached some good PGs. Bart Orr was tremendous. He was a naval kid uh, going to the academy. Um, and it's nice, like I said, I talked to all of them. Pennington did a thing a couple of years ago where they did a Zoom cast and like 40 players came on. I, I didn't know what I was doing trying to talk to him. But, <laughs> and like I said, Hun brought me back last April and, and dedicated that apartment they raised yeah. $100,000 in six weeks to, uh, for an apartment in Nancy and my name. It, it was going to be for me and my daughter, Marcy, my third child, called Tim O'Brien, who was leading the effort and said, you know, my mom was a big part of this all along the way. She was. And, you know, she should be honored, too. So what, when got the award, she was just so touched. Um, I was very happy for her. Well, that's awesome. That's really great to hear. And that's like a full circle moment. Um, and ultimately, the, the final question we always ask our guests um, is looking to towards the younger generation and, and the younger audience. Um, so every single place you went, um, you really made a big impact both in high school and college. Um, and then even, um, being a coach at both Pennington and Hun. Um, so what advice do you have for, for middle school or high school athletes trying to achieve greatness in their sport or trying to leave a lasting impact wherever they go? What are some of the things you would tell them to help them achieve those dreams? Work hard, um, put yourself past the limits. In college, I would go to a, uh, back of dirt road that was a hill straight up a hundred yards. And I would run that every night, uh, several times. Uh, wow. my, my college coach was a Christian scientist and they, they don't believe in people getting hurt. So I got in such great shape because I didn't want to get hurt. We still wanted you to play. Um, and like I said, just push, push, push past the limits. That's what my high school track coach taught me. Well, that's kind of all we have for you. Um, thank you so much for, for that last piece of advice and then also for your entire story. I know that was really entertaining for our audience. So um, again, thank you so much for coming on. I'm happy we worked it all out and we're able to get this story.